Hey guys, it's Brad. Welcome to Remote Software Genius. All right, let's go. We're recording. Hi, Marty. How are you? Good. How are you, Brad? Good. Good. Um, so it's been we want we want a hackathon together in like 2015 or something. Yeah, right? it's weird that it's been that long. Oh my god, it's weirdness. Yeah, but um, so let's let's start with the intros. So introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Um, how you got into software development. I'm Marnie Duffy and I work as a software developer for a little company in Haddonfield, New Jersey. And I, you'd call me a front end developer, I guess. I work primarily in React. Um, our back end is in Rails, sorry, um, which I had no experience with coming in. Um, I did an internship like on a team that worked in Rails, but it was mostly just like front end, a little bit of Ruby. Um, so I didn't come in really knowing anything about our back end, but it's been really awesome. I actually have learned a ton. Um, we're pivoting and making another spinoff company. So currently I'm working on that, which has been really cool. So the last two months approximately, I switched and I'm one of two devs on this new team. Um, I can't say too much about it, but it's super exciting. And um, given the state of the country right now, it's a super exciting field to be in. I'm working to help get um, underrepresented minorities into um, positions uh, at the executive level and above um, all around the world. So that's super exciting to be doing something that I'm like extremely passionate about, not only with technology, but something that I actually care about. Um, I got into technology as a pretty young kid. Um, I have, my dad was a research chemist and um, I was raised in a home where like nerdiness was definitely valued. Um, we were very athletic as well, but like when I was little, my dad had a list printed on like the printer paper that had the dots on the side. Um, mm -hmm. And like you could earn a quarter for like memorizing poems and. Um, what but, like, what kind of poems? Thing. What kind of poems are we talking um, about? Robert Frost? That not so much Frost. Definitely, I'm trying to, I think it's like. The Owl and the Pussycat was one. Okay. Yeah. Um, my dad would like read to us from the Book of Virtues when we were on car trips and stuff. So nice. Nice. very interesting. I have kind of a weird background. But um, so one of the things on there was like you could earn a quarter for writing a computer program to get the computer to spit out like the letters of the alphabet or something. I don't remember what it was. I never did it. My brother, two of my brothers are like very computer savvy. One of them's a developer and the other one um, makes throwing knives really randomly, but like he has like built Arduino power um, etching tools for his knives, his throwing knives. So he's kind of like, we're all kind of like nerdy in that way. Um, so that was like my introduction. And then in high school, I was in, like an artist and I wanted to be able to make my own portfolios online. Um, so I learned like CSS and HTML Back in that time, I graduated in high, from high school in 2001. So that was like um, Dreamweaver and like Flash were really big. And like, um, I, I forget like who was hosting my FTP or whatever, but just like learning how to upload my files and keep them updated. Um, at that time, Photoshop was very slow. So like dealing with photo editing, um, learning all those skills and then kind of just being able to like keep my portfolio up to date. Um, and I did that through college. And then I left art school. I went to art school for a little while and then actually switched majors and did physics. Um, so my degrees in physics with a minor in art. And 
I graduated when I was pregnant with my third kid. So I like, I kind of um, made a decision professionally that like I wanted, I didn't want to get a PhD because I wanted to be home with my kids. Right. Um, so I started a clothing company and I was making cloth diapers. <laughs> this is really random, but um, did that for like eight years. It was really cool. I learned a ton about business. I was doing everything from, you know, sourcing fabric to customer service, to making YouTube videos. There are some really cringy YouTube videos for my company to hand dyeing fabric, to designing fabric, having it printed and making it into diapers. Um, and eventually I just kind of like got burnt out and wasn't making any money. And I like really wasn't being intellectually stimulated. So at that point, my younger brother, who's the developer was like, I really think you should get into development. Um, you have the brain for it. I think it would really like scratch that itch that you have for just like problem solving and um I was like I don't know like I was I forget how old I was at the time but like my youngest kid was like three and you know I just kind of felt insecure like my physics degree wasn't really like getting me anywhere and he was like just do it there's all these resources online you can yeah. learn for free like you don't need to go into debt um you know keep running your business and then just like learn on top of that so that's when I kind of started just digging into online resources and I mean, from the get-go, there, there was some level of familiarity for me because I build WordPress sites and, again, had had experience with CSS and HTML. Were, were, you, um, were you, like, building your own marketing stuff for your cloth diaper business? Like, all, all your pages were your own, or were you outsourcing that no, at the time? I was oh. using WordPress for, like, my blog and using okay. Etsy for selling. Got it. And yeah. then um, using, like, Shopify on and off and, like, a couple other yeah. online spots. Um, so not really. Um, but like I felt like I felt like comfortable enough jumping into like front end courses, at least with CSS and HTML. Like I right. wasn't a total noob, but I definitely was very overwhelmed with like how to translate that to a career. Um, so yeah, that's the long answer of how I got back into it. So a couple of things. Can I first talk to you about cloth diapers just for a yeah. second? Because I really totally. like did you uh, how long did you keep your kids on cloth diapers and when did you go off i know this is a wild aside but this is funny to me like, yeah we, we tried uh, to do it we we still have them but like as he's going to school it's tough because nobody else is at his daycare is going to be using them so like the support there's not really great yeah um so with those types of situations when my kids were in daycare we would just do um disposables usually yeah depending on the daycare, like some are like, hell no, we will not do that. And some yeah. are like, you can give them to us, but if it's not going to work out for us, it's not going to work out for us. And like, I learned to just be like, you got to just flow with it. I mean, sometimes we would go on vacation and I would cloth diaper the kids. And my first two were only 17 months apart in age. Um, so it's just like, it's one of those things. You got to be flexible with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it was, it was fun to try. We probably saved a, a a good amount of money trying to do it so anyway, yeah cloth diapering try it all right, all right. Back, back to back to development so the my family has kind of the family business nerdery thing too i feel like that that was probably super helpful like my mom was uh like in it consulting back when it was like mainframe stuff like who knows what Sweet. she was doing but she was like she was into it like i think her first big client um was like the canadian uh, railway so she was like working on like Super railway cool. switching systems and stuff. Um, and then like my sister got into it. My dad's an engineer, but I did uh, obviously like, it, it seems like your brother kind of was a mentor to you and, and still is. And like how, how often when you were making that like transition in, into 
programming did you like were you guys talking every day was he telling you these are the courses to do tell, tell me about how that worked yeah so he was definitely involved with that um he works for a company in boston that he's worked at for i think almost 10 years now mm -hmm. he went to mcgill university and was studying computer engineering and dropped out after two years because he was just like i have a job i don't need a college degree or debt yeah. to do what i need, want to do and need to do um so he is has been very successful um the downside of that is he works alone um, so he's mm -hmm. the only developer on the team and he basically built the entire system. Yeah. So he, and he, well, he inherited what, what somebody else had initially built. So unfortunately his backend is in PHP and that's what his, he worked in a lot when like he was in high school and stuff. Um, yeah. And I, I was just kind of like, I'm not super excited about PHP. I don't see it as something I want to devote a lot of energy to. And that's kind of always my approach in life is like, I'm kind of, I, you can say it's lazy. I like to call it efficient. Like I like to work smarter, not harder. Um, so whatever the path is, I'm like, how can I get to point B with exerting the least amount of energy and not so, not so much mental energy, but physical and like, but yeah, how do I make that efficient? So um, if my goal is to get a career doing something I want to do, yes, in the short term, if I have to learn a technology to take a job in the short term, um, that's going to maybe get me further on in my career. Yeah, I will take the time to learn it, but I'm still the whole time going to be resisting it. And I'm like, if it's if it's a language that I don't think is smart, that I don't see a future in, that doesn't really seem compatible with other languages, I'm going to be like kind of resistant to it. So um, he kind of, he did give me that information up front. So he was kind of like, here's the deal, you know, this is what I would recommend. This is what I wouldn't recommend. Mm -hmm. He um, also comes at it with more of a computer science um, vibe. So I ended up working with him for a couple months and he, he was kind of like, I'll hire you on full time. Like I was contracting. He was like, I'll hire you on full time. if you finish this, um, uh, what is it? NAND to Tetris course on Coursera. Okay. And like, I swear to God, like I, I have a degree in physics. Like I learned linear algebra. Like I had straight A's like, I, I'm not stupid, but this class was like, it was so, it was just so intense. Like volume wise hour wise so like i was farming i was working full time i have three kids and he wanted me to like finish his course and i was just, i just like didn't have the brain space for it at least in like a reasonable amount of time you know like you have to be able to spend a certain amount of time on a course in my opinion like per week so things stay fresh particularly for a course like that like you can't like space it out and just kind of be like i'm gonna do it um so yeah he has definitely been a mentor to me and then i have a friend named sarah who i interned interned with like pretty soon after starting to learn development who has also been like clutch mentor to me um throughout the years like we're still very close we're building a project a side project together right now and she's um more on like the being a woman in tech um mm. side of things she's been super super supportive and just encouraging to me during periods of time where i've gotten laid off or have struggled with interviews or have struggled with workplace stuff she's like the first person I call or text and she can give me encouragement or feedback and um, kind of like guide me in the right direction or kind of help me just kind of put blinders up or know what to focus on next to kind of get through it. Um, so those two people have been like vital in my, in my process. Yeah. I found that like almost everybody I talk to is like having that, uh, that ear, whether it's a, a peer or a brother or whoever, I feel like it's, it's really good. And the other thing you talked about, which, I feel like we don't talk about enough is like there's so many different avenues to go on like development 
I said this last week, I guess, but development isn't a monolith. Like there's, you can be front end, back end, but even with, within that, like if you really like Linux and free software, you can go that route. If you like love everything Apple, like you can do that. If you love, if you want to use your linear algebra skills, there's a million like machine learning things you can do or data science. That, totally. Like, and you can, I, I like to, you, you talked about some of the like, the like social mission stuff. Like if, uh, I think Facebook, I think when they started, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to break the world. And like, it's projects move better when you, when you have like your heart and your passion into them. So I, I think yeah. there, there are big, big, big ugly companies in this industry, but there's also a lot of little firecrackers that are doing cool stuff. So I, I think uh, that that was all, I think that's all should be uh, motivating. Yeah. Um, tell one more thing about like your, your journey, like what courses, like what, okay, you picked some technologies that you liked. What do you have like a favorite course or a favorite like method? Like for me, I paid for Safari books online lifetime membership a long time ago and I'll pick some stuff up and I'll like do like an hour a day if I'm learning. Yep. And that's the max I can do. I can't do anything more than an hour, it's, but I have to do it every day. Do you have like a method or, or courses or like a guy, a lot of people love like West Boss. My sister loves West Boss. His classes are great. So tell us, uh, give us some hints on that if you have any. Yeah, so I found when I was doing free code camp, um, I found like the introductory introductory level stuff up till about when you're kind of learning how to build like a, I guess you could call it a full stack app, um, was great. And since since then, since like 2015, when I started, they've grossly improved because I did end up coming back to kind of finish some of that coursework, and I found that they had added way more content, which had been the plan all along. Um, I really like Udemy because they offer like those deals where you can get a class for $12. Um, so I feel like it's just like low, like if you take four hours of the class and you're just like, this is just not driving with me either the instructor or I'm just not understanding it. Um, you can kind of just like back out and it's $12 versus $300 or, um, you know, Coursera, which can be a little bit intense because it's like more timed. Um, with that being said, I've taken a lot of really great classes on Coursera. I did, I believe it was on Coursera, the artificial intelligence course was awesome. Um, and then I took, I did take a couple of algorithms and data structures classes because I felt like that was one thing that I was very insecure about in terms of interviewing. Um, I wouldn't say that it was super helpful for me in my day-to-day -day work at all. Um, I don't need it. It's not something that's necessary. It's like you're using linked lists or something on the front, or like Never. binary search trees. Like it's cool to know that that exists because people talk about it, but I, I, I hear you. Yeah, and it was fun. I mean, mathematically, it was fun for my brain to play around with it, just yeah. to be like, I can do this. It's, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not incapable of understanding it or playing with it, but it's really not valuable to my work at all. Um, so yeah, those two resources for sure. I mean, my whole thing was like, I was on a very, very, very tight budget time-wise and money-wise. So like, um, and reading for me, I don't find, I don't tend to really learn very well from reading a book. I really like the video and being able to then kind of take that information and build my own thing from it. Um, I will say everyone always says online, like I read a lot of Twitter and like, I love when folks are like, just build something and like, you'll learn so much by just building it yourself. It's like, you have to understand when people are learning, that's not accessible information. Yeah. That's just not helpful. Like you can't just tell somebody to go ahead and do it. Like I remember so many times just 
trying to set up a GitHub project and getting getting blocked. Like I would knew, I would know what I wanted to do. I would know what what I needed my database to look like, and I just like couldn't get through the steps. Like it wasn't, and it's not that I'm dumb. It's not that. It's just it's hard and like getting something hosted on Heroku. Like I'm doing this side project now, and like I got hit a cores issue the other day on Heroku. It was just like oh my gosh. Um, it ended up being fine because I have years of experience and know what to Google now, and I know how to see through Google results quickly. But that process, like I feel like learning the process of hand, like working in GitHub, learning the process of Googling for answers. I remember just being so frustrated as a new developer trying to get into the field and and my boss being like just google it like my brother he'd be like just google and i'd be like i don't know what search terms to look up and when i get the result with a page of results i don't know which one is helpful and which isn't like i can search by time but like when you're learning and you're new like reading an entire page of text that you're trying to see through for the answer to your question is so overwhelming um so that's one thing i would say is like just getting more confident with googling things is it it's it's invaluable it's been the hardest i think one of the hardest things to learn yeah no i i agree and i think like if if you are new and like stuck and like can't find a mentor online community or whatever there are some like paid resources like i, I don't know i do one i don't do it very often code mentor is what it's called and there are people like you charge by the, the minute basically but in 15 minutes and like some projects I can I can do a lot of damage helping yeah. people right like here here you go I've done this a billion times you have the question and everybody has to, you have to know the stuff in advance but yeah. whatever you you pay up at the worst worst case you're like paying somebody 25 bucks for 15 minutes or something right. which is a lot but you like if it unblocks you for an entire day exactly that's worth it or days, yeah, plugging yeah. around along on your own thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about like some organizational stuff. I, you mentioned like whatever you talk to your friend when organizations a mess. I feel like we in tech are sometimes at the frontier, like pushing pushing boundaries of like what can be done, you know, remotely, asynchronously, yeah. with you know different types of teams, structures, whatever. Like, what have you seen? Um, and I see you have this brother, brother example of a solo operator, like what have you seen that really worked or speaks to you? Um, and like, what, what can you endorse in terms of like things you've experimented with, like organizationally or like Kanban, whatever it is, sure. what have you seen that's worked or not worked? Give, give us some like advice or examples on that. Um, I'm going to keep it short. I, I've seen a lot of bad and I think the, the best thing that I've seen is one of the companies I worked for, when you come on as a new employee, they worked really hard on improving their onboarding docs and just their documentation across the board. And one of their onboarding steps is that every new hire, like development hire, um, comes in and you know reads the onboarding stuff, gets their computer up and running with everything back end and front end, and then they it's their job to during that process take notes and keep track of everything if anything wasn't clear. Um, like in the README, it's their job to open a pull request for the README and approve the steps in the documentation um, and anywhere else in the documentation that they found, like during that process, they needed to look something up. And I think for me, like that was just, it was a little bit intimidating, but getting to play a role in that and knowing that literally on day one, my feedback was vital and valued um, and that there was an intentional 
desire to make everybody feel welcome from day one and to feel like they're part of the team. Um, so yeah, that's, that was my favorite thing so far. No, I, I think that's great. And I, there's like whole books about this. I, I just read a book called the unicorn project. It's a, it's like a piece of fiction. The other book this guy wrote um, was called the Phoenix project. Anyway, the, the whole, the, the protagonist name is Maxine. She spends the entire first half of the book trying to get a dev environment set up because you have, you have this huge corporation, right? With like contractors and, you know, real employees and DevOps people. And they have like a mixed environment of like servers and cloud stuff. And I, I, I think it's hilarious because I've seen it, right? Like yeah. the, there are these projects that get so big and they're like functioning, but nobody knows how to build anything. And if nobody knows how to build, nobody can test, nobody can check in, nobody can develop. And people are like, you know, working on these cycles where instead of checking in every day or every hour, they're checking in every month. And things just become wildly broken. So I, uh, I think that's, that's great that, and putting the onus on the company, like, Hey, listen, we want to get you set up with the build and we think everything's documented and it's our job to document it. If it's not, if it's not documented the way we said it, it is, we need you to tell us because then we're yeah. messing up. I think that's like, that's, that's super and uh, underappreciated for anybody who like hasn't worked on one of these projects because it's, like, yes. oh, it's, it's just the code, the code's there. But like, there's so much stuff hidden. So much stuff. Oh I, my gosh. Yeah, I, I chose to put my expose a, a non-standard port from my database or something. Yeah. And if that's not documented, it's gone. The whole thing doesn't work, right? It's one thing, you know? Um, so yeah, I, you're wasting everyone's time and you're making potentially making a new hire feel stupid or yeah. um, like a pain in the butt for asking questions or bothering you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and two, you get the, in, in organizations where that's not, encouraged you get these people who do know and they yeah. know it in their head they become just key men who could control everything it becomes exactly. really it becomes really ugly too so it does. I, I think that is phenomenal advice so yeah um no I, I think this is all good do you do you have any like uh you know motivational words of advice for anybody i think we should it's been punchy right i think somebody listen to this that they get a lot so do you have any kind of closing words or are we good you want to get back to work um i would like to talk about my best teammate because i finally had an awesome teammate at the yeah let's talk let's talk um he was technically my boss but was just one of those leaders who's the opposite of what you just said so i have experienced so many places of work where yes the developer has been so engrossed in their work and building something that they don't see the complexity of it, um, potentially the ways that they've over made it overly complex. Um, uh, being able to, I think it's always important to be able to explain something to somebody who has no experience in your field. Um, I really, really value working with people across different backgrounds of any kind, um, whether that's socioeconomic, racial, like your education, your country of birth, anything like that. Like to me that I love working with people that are not like me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what's important is remaining humble, being able to explain yourself really clearly, um, being open to hearing feedback, whether that's positive or negative. Um, anyways, this, this boss of mine just was so good at listening and being able to explain something very clearly and concisely um, never making me feel like I was wasting his time or taking him away from something that was like more important. Um, 
giving giving code review that was like so extremely thorough that like he would feel like bad sometimes and i would just be like he didn't understand that like every like every pull request was like i was learning a year's worth of coding like that's how valuable his feedback was um yeah i could i could go on and on but like um people like him like they're it, like it's so valuable to have that kind of experience in a peer or a mentor or a boss or whoever it is and i think that um it's very rare like at least it's been very rare for me i hope it's not rare for other people but like if you have that kind of experience in a boss or a coworker like definitely try to recognize it and be grateful and like um just like soak it in like that's kind of my thing like i knew that we were probably going to be parting ways pretty quickly so it was like you know please please review my code like i i'm like so grateful that you would take time out of your day to like help improve me like obviously you're improving our product but improving me as a developer like we um, I went from go learn like knowing no testing to being the person on our team who is giving the team the company wide talks on react testing because he was like why don't you take control of this and do this this Kent Dodds testing course and I did and um, like learned enough and worked alongside of him that I like learned our our integration tests in react so we're testing our API and like yeah like because he like saw that I was somewhat interested in it and encouraged me and worked alongside me. And like, I mean, one of my, one of my test files was, I think almost 2000 lines long for this one integration test. Like it was, re it was really intense because we were building this pretty complex um, new feature for one of our clients. But um, I came away with that, like feeling so encouraged and so like empowered. Um, and like, it was just such a good example of me seeing how to be a good leader and how to be a good coworker and um, just like how to be like a humble, like humble coworker. Cause that, it's, that is very rare in the development world. I think it's very easy to be egotistical about your own um, intellectual capabilities because all day long you get to write stuff that makes things happen. And it's just very easy to feel very cocky about it i think no for sure but i also think it's like very much glorified and kind of popular culture yeah that's why i purposely try and like harass people harass the idea of like the the 10x developer or like the the solo operator even like yeah know, i know i realize your brother's one of these guys but like i think that that you know in the basement hood up don't want to talk yep. to anybody don't ask me any questions kind of like that's not good for anybody right it's i think really, really the 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 goal moves in development and like people need to teach and i think like a, a good boss is a good teacher but also like you could be a junior person and teach people right because yeah. like i'm uh, fine my title is a cto but like i don't know anything about the latest you know view or react like i don't <laughs> i don't use it right like I've, I've i've seen it i've like worked on projects with it but like you want to tell me about this the latest package you had time to be an expert in like yeah totally you know, 13 year old kid teach me like I don't care who yeah. you are you know like so For sure. I, I think that's that's uh, important and yeah. the other thing too you said oh people think they're super smart I I think people do think they're smart but I think you have to separate like am I smart because I just know the passwords or the syntax or am I <laughs> smart because I you know like understand the big picture I think a lot of the times our smartness in, in computer science is all oh, we know you know, I can open up a terminal and open an app, you know, like we're like, yeah. that's a 90% that's of the world can't open up a terminal, you know, so I, like, oh, God. 
Yeah, <laughs> I guess my definition of intelligence is just so much broader. There's emotional intelligence, there's artistic intelligence, there's empathetic intelligence. For me, it's just to be intellectually smart is just, so, it's just like, that's great. That's so cute. Like, here you are. Yeah. And here's the universe all around you of people yeah. that are not like you at all, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I find it very funny. So we'll get there, and I think we're I think we're improving though. I hope I hope we're baby stepping. May, and maybe you know maybe our talk today you know some people in a different direction. I hope so, but I I think we're getting there. And I I appreciate you uh, sharing your story, and you know maybe we'll have you on a, a, again later if the if you get in the mood, you know. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for inviting me. It's awesome. All right, thanks, Marnie. All right. That's it for today. We'll see you guys next week. Feel free to send us a voice message, an email, or a LinkedIn message. You can see all the links in the show notes. Have a great week.